Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Welcome to The Power of the Peas. The principal piece to productive, prosperous, and purposeful living. I am your host today, Tracy D. Armstrong, and we are starting with episode one, Perspective of Yourself. Now, today we're going to talk about you and how you see you and how you do you. So in the book, this is the very first chapter because it all starts with your perspective and what you think about yourself. Because what you think about yourself will determine what you're going to do with yourself. So if you want to change your life and improve your happiness, the first step on the road of change is changing your perspective. Your perspective is so powerful that it made it to the number one spot. Your perspective of self is so powerful, it will propel your life to another level or imprison your life to never excel. Your perspective of yourself means how do you view yourself? How do you see yourself when it comes to what you can do and what you cannot do? Do you believe that you can achieve the goals that you set out for or do you not believe in yourself? So today, I want you to think about those things that were just asked. How do you see yourself? 
how do you view the things that you can do or cannot do? What do you believe about yourself? Now, these are the first questions that we're going to discuss. And if you don't check those, change them, and control your own perspective of yourself, then you will never see the best version of yourself. Think about it. In order to be successful and in order to actually do the things you want to do, if you don't check the way you see yourself, and if you see that it ain't the way you really want to be, then you might need to change it. And then once you change it, a lot of times change is temporary. And sometimes you have to continue going back to controlling it to make sure you stay on the path that you're trying to be on. So I remember as an educator, I am a teacher. I've met so many students that have expressed to me how they do not see themselves as valuable and how they don't see any hope. And I had this one young lady, I will never forget her. She was about 11 or 12 years old, seventh grade, and she already felt defeated in life. Like I always would ask her, where did this perspective come from? And how did you get this perspective of hopelessness at such a young age? And she says, you know, Miss Armstrong, you're teaching us all of this positive stuff, all these things about positive living. But when we get home, it goes right out the door. She says, my mom tells me that I will never be anything. My mom tells me that I'll end up just like the people in the family. And that is when I realized that it was the lives of our parents and guardians that made us the way we are. Either we saw what they did and we didn't want to do it, or we saw what they did and they made us feel a certain way and we felt like there was no hope to get out of it. So you end up falling in the same footsteps that were not productive. So I was determined after that day to always provide a glimpse of hope for anyone that I came in contact with, no matter if it was a student, if it was a parent, if it's just somebody that I randomly meet. I want them to know that there is hope after going through the pain and the hurt from the past. So for you that's listening, remember, there is hope no matter what pain you've gone through, no matter what hurts you've had, there's ways of overcoming. And there's people that have overcome a lot of the same situations that you might be going through. So we're going to talk about your perspective and how that pain and how that hurt can affect your perspective. I continue to teach perspective and how to change life for the better, no matter what anyone has told me about myself. I always ask myself, you know, what do you think about your own life? And it started with my own thoughts. It started with me controlling my emotions. It started with me displaying different behaviors. That way I could manifest the outcomes that I really wanted. So together, let's walk through this. Every thought that enters the mind has only two outcomes for your life, either positive or negative. So if the thought is a negative thought and you allow it to fester and grow in your mind, then it will show in your emotions. Your emotions are always triggered by that thought of whatever it is. Now, if you just sat here and you thought about something that caused you hurt, then chances are that you're going to start getting sad because you're thinking about that. But I don't want you to be sad. I want you to think about 
the place that you would call your happy place. Think about where is it that you feel peace? What is it that you might do that makes you feel good? And when you put that thought into your mind, chances are usually you'll end up smiling a little bit or you'll start thinking and remembering all the good times and your emotion will turn into a happy emotion. Now, a lot of times when we're going through stuff and we're going through situations, even when you start thinking about those thoughts, your brain starts to fight it. It's like happiness and joy wants to come and you want to smile, but you're feeling so bad that you fight smiling because you are still so mad or sad. But think about it. If you would really let go of the anger or you would let go of the thought that caused the anger, or you let go of the thought that caused the sadness and allow happiness to be in your life. Now, I've met plenty of people too that have said they don't believe in trying to be happy because they felt like when they're happy and things don't stay happy or things don't go the way they expect them to go, then it's a great, a greater disappointment. But I said, well, you would prefer to be sad and miserable and depressed all the time because you don't want to possibly go through disappointment instead of experiencing those moments of happiness and creating those happy times and pleasurable moments with people. Because that's it. You're thinking that disappointment is going to happen instead of just enjoying the moment and being in the present. Now. Sometimes nothing even has to happen and it could just be you just thinking it's going to happen and you start to feel a certain way. These are the thoughts that create the emotions that matches your mindset. Therefore, negative emotions usually are revealed in the form of anger or sadness. Think about it. Have you ever, something's ever happened to you and your emotion may have been sad and then your emotion went from sad to angry. And a lot of times you get angry because you're sad. I know that's happened before. And then vice versa. Some people have gotten angry about something and they were so mad that it turned from anger into sadness. That's what I'm talking about. And anger is the emotion that usually is revealed the most in those that think negative thoughts more frequently. So what I'm saying there is the more frequently you're thinking about negative things, the more frequently you're going to probably be angry. That's where a lot of people say they have anger issues. When students tell me they have anger issues, I say, okay. Just because you have anger issues that does not give you the right to just come in and flip over desk or say what you want or do what you want. You have to learn how to control your anger because if you do not, your anger can cause your consequences to be negative all the time. Because usually someone that's angry acts out in violence or does something that later on a lot of times they regret doing because they did it out of anger. So anger issues really come from continually thinking about the past thought or the past hurt or whatever it is 
that causes you to think negatively, that's usually where the anger comes from. So someone will say something and it'll trigger your anger because of something that you've seen in the past. Or someone will say something and you'll feel a certain way about it because of something from the past. So the perspective of these people is that they have anger issues and that's just how they are. That's what a lot of people say. Now, if you're always getting angry, question, where does that get you? Most people who are angry often are not happy. The usual act is violence. They behave in that particular manner. If this is your perspective, then you completely understand where I'm coming from. Once you usually become triggered, how do you usually respond? Usually most people, when they're outraged, they're gonna fly off the handle with any remarks or they might use physical force. And that's what you see a lot more nowadays you see a lot more people more quickly to pull out a gun and shoot someone or turn around and cuss someone out or do something because of the way that they are feeling and then they act out on other people. That's not the way you want to live your life because again, where does that get you? If you are so angry and you turn around and you're shooting somebody, hello, that's going to get you locked up. If every time someone's trying to be nice to you and you turn around and you mean and you always angry, most people don't want to be around people that's always angry and in a bad mood. So then that's going to leave you with people not wanting to be around you. And then that's going to make you even more upset because people don't want to be around you. So think about it. Where does that anger get you? Because when this happens, People usually do not see clearly the, pers the perspective of what is actually happening. If anger consumes your life more than any other emotion, the question I would like for you to ask yourself is why? Why do you get angry so easily? What causes you to be triggered so abruptly? Because while we're talking, you want to start self-reflecting. Self-reflect on where does that anger come from? Where does that sadness come from? How is this benefiting my life? Is it even benefiting my life? Because once you start to identify the source of it, then you could start to control it. But if you don't know and you haven't thought about where it comes from, you've just accepted it that it is what it is and I just got to deal with it, then life is not going to be as productive as it can be. And sometimes it may not be as prosperous because you might be able to make money and you might be able to live good, but are you prospering in peace? Are you prospering in health? Are you stressed out all the time? Just some thoughts. Now, some ways to control your perspective. Stop comparing yourself to others. When you compare yourself to others, this is the way to bring yourself down, to devalue yourself. 
it is a waste of time because you are comparing yourself to someone who has different talents and who has different strengths in different ways of living their life. Most of the time, you don't even see or know what the person is going through. Now, that is so true because people can post on social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, everything, all these things that they want to post. Most of the time, people are only going to post and show you the things that they want you to see. Most people are not going to go and post. Some people do, but most people are not going to go and post the images of them looking a a hot mess. (laughs) Most people are not going to go and post them and their, her and their husband fighting. I mean, you might put some posts, some, you know, throw some slugs, put some shade out there, but most people don't show their problems out in the public. So sometimes you think that these people have their lives all pulled together and everything's 100% and you compare yourself to them and you think you're less than because they appear to be doing better than you and you don't even know what's going on behind closed doors. I'm just saying, (laughs) I remember wanting to get married, okay, guys? I wanted the life that some of my friends had with the husband and the big house. Now, it wasn't a sense of jealousy or anything like that, like, oh, I want to have what they have, but it was more of a, I want that, not knowing what was going on behind closed doors, the cheating and the abuse that could not be seen from the outside looking in. So be careful what you allow to control your thoughts of yourself. You may be wanting something that you really don't want. So be careful who you're wishing to be like, because you never know what being them really consists of. Think about some of the celebrities that we see performing in the media and smiling on the outside, but within they may be sad, unhappy, and depressed. You would think why. You would think, you know, they should be loving life. They should be happy. They should be living it up. And you may say, if it was me, I would be doing more and living life to the fullest. But you can't see what they have been going through in order to get to where they are. So many celebrities deal with mental health issues due to the stress of fame. Think about it. If you were famous and you wanted to just go to a wing place. That's my favorite place, a wing place. Now, if you wanted to go to a wing place and you were famous, you can't just walk out of your door now and walk or drive to the place. Now you have paparazzi following you. You have people in the place wanting autographs. You have have to keep up this image that people expect you to be. Like, think about it. Once you become famous, there's stress attached to that. And then with that, that can cause anxiety, which is a mental health issue. So sometimes many celebrities may have that going on, okay? The status may appear shiny and glittery on the outside, and that's what they want you to see. Because most people, again, will not go around telling you how bad it is, especially if you grew up in a house like some people, where you were not allowed to talk about anything outside of the house. That quote, what happens in this house stays in this house. That was the motto for so many children growing up. And it still is today. So remember that 
old cliche that they say, what glitters is not always gold. And this quote is one that I heard so many times as a child, but I never really fully understood what it meant until I started to really look at other things that may be shiny, but they were not gold. So with all of this, remember, don't judge yourself based on what you see another person is showing you. That's the first way that you can start to control your perspective of yourself. The second way to control your perspective is stop being so hard on yourself. You sometimes are your biggest enemy and you are harder on yourself than anyone. You must stop criticizing everything that you do. And look, I'm talking to myself too, guys. As I'm reading and remembering, I'm thinking about, I know that I am hard on myself when it comes to achieving goals, because I believe that if I set a goal, I'm going to do everything I need to do in order to achieve it. But you got to learn to love yourself and you got to give yourself a break sometimes. Sometimes we beat ourselves up over small things, which causes us to not pursue the large things because we judge ourselves and we think that it's the same way that other people will judge us. Sometimes we be judging ourselves, thinking that other people are judging us, and they're not even thinking about us. Think about it. I remember when I first started my tumbling business, I didn't even call it a business because it wasn't as big as other people's business. I would judge my small team. I had seven young ladies and not even think of myself as a real gym because I was out in the park. So I started my quote unquote business in Jean Green Park. I started teaching cheerleaders from my old little league team how to tumble and parents were paying me. So I had four mats from Academy. These mats were like $35 each, these little mats. And I taught them with all of my heart, y'all. When I was out there teaching, random people would pass by. Then they started asking if I could train their child. The classes began to grow just from me being out there doing it. And I still judged myself saying how I needed to do more. It still wasn't good enough. Now I was pushing myself to be better and to achieve more, which wasn't a bad thing. However, I wasn't appreciating the things that I did have at that moment. And this is how I looked at myself. I would go down the, there's another gym down the street, literally down the street. And I would see the equipment that they had. They had the nice spring floors that were the huge mats. And some of you, if you've seen gymnastics before, you know the types of mats where the cheerleader jumps and their jumps are 10 times higher. Or when they tumble, the spring floor gives them that extra bounce. I started ordering more mats. I started ordering more equipment, more things that I could do to make my gym better. And it wasn't the problem with ordering the new stuff, but it was still the problem of my mentality. I needed this stuff in order to be better. So I felt a little better about myself, but I was still outside in the park 
then I started complaining about that. I put myself and my business down until we moved into a building, okay? And with that, it's crazy because when we moved into a building, now you got more expenses. Now you got more things to do. You got more things to clean. And a lot of times we ask for more, not realizing that when you get more, there's more responsibility, kind of like Superman. I mean, not Superman, but Spider-Man. <laughs> like Spider-Man, you know. And we moved into the gym and I thought, okay, I would be happy and I would stop criticizing and I would stop complaining. Think about it. Now there's just new complaints. Instead of us being outside in the heat around the bugs, now we're in a gym that the building is kind of raggedy, the parking lot would flood, the insulation could be seen. And it just, I still put myself down, even though I had gotten and achieved things that I wanted, I still didn't think it was good enough. And as I'm just remembering this, I'm thinking about, man, I feel like I was so, mm, I don't even know the word. <laughs> so even though I did not think of my business at the level I should have, new people were coming. The business was increasing. The clients doubled, then they tripled until I had a waiting list, guys. And the thing about it is people would constantly tell me that I was successful at what I was doing, but me being me and me being my biggest enemy, I could not see it. The gym that I kept comparing myself to actually lost a few of their athletes and they came over to my gym. And that was something major. And it wasn't until a parent told me one day at practice, I will never forget this. They said, it's not about the gym and the building and the way that it looks. It's about how much of an impact that my coaching had on the lives of these athletes. Because now I wasn't just teaching Tumlin. I had also created an all-star competitive team and we traveled throughout the States competing. And this parent opened my eyes to see that it wasn't about the size of the building, but the quality of what the athletes were getting when they came. Think about it. I was judging myself based on what I thought would be important to them. I'm gonna say that again of what I thought was important to my customers. So if you're a business owner out there or you're an entrepreneur, you have customers that you know buy from you or you try to speak with, remember, it is not about what you think that they want. It is about what they tell you that they want. Remember that. And they had to remind me of what it really was about. So if you are someone that judges yourself to the point where you lose focus of the big picture, encourage yourself to go after more, but you don't want to downgrade your value at that point to the point you can't even see your success. Next, believe in yourself. Believing in yourself. 
That is so important. So important. Believing is finding something as true, genuine, or real. When we believe in ourselves, we accomplish so many more goals than we ever expected we would. Have faith in yourself. Don't give up on your dreams. And when I say have faith in yourself, I'm really saying have faith that the power that is within you can work to get the things that you desire. Because the reason why believing in yourself is so powerful, because if you don't, you won't. Think about it. If you don't think you can do something, you won't even try to do it. When you understand that belief ignites the motion, then you're going to start believing more. When you believe that you can achieve a goal, you're going to actually go after that goal if it's something that you want. Think about this. If a basketball player does not believe they can dunk, chances are they won't even try to dunk. If you don't believe you can start your own business, you aren't even going to try to start it. Our belief starts from our perspective of ourselves. Your perspective is your belief of what you think you can do and what you think you can't. I remember <laughs> when growing up, I wanted to be a model. I know, how ironic, right? I was young and ambitious. I wanted to be a model. I And this was before Top Model and Tyra Banks and all of them came out. This is when I used to like just watch fashion shows and and look at you know the old school TVs and see modeling look I was 5'2 dark skin gap tooth with short nappy hair <laughs> then I was short 5'2 dark skin gap tooth with a curl a jerry curl yes a jerry curl there were no models that looked like me when I tell you none, there was none, none at all. So I didn't believe I would ever achieve that dream. I would practice my runway walk and stand and dream of the day of being on the stage, but I never attempted because of my belief. When I went to college, I don't know what happened, y'all. When I went to college, I worked out more like I was in the gym every single day and night and I got my body on point like I had six pack I was cut up because I had classes and strength training and so with those classes we worked out and literally I got addicted to working out that was the first thing then I dyed my hair I colored it I straightened it. It was all, I even went blonde at one point in time. <laughs> I went and got hazel colored contacts. I got hazel colored contacts, blonde hair, dark skin. Just picture this, right? Then I started researching how to become a model because now that I've changed my look, I learned how to walk in heels. I knew, you know, how to do the turns. I knew all that stuff. I now believed in myself. And with that belief, I started to change my actions. And instead of just dreaming about being a model, I started to actually go after it. I entered into some beauty pageants. And I did more and more to move closer to my dreams. I still had my gap in my mouth. 
Don't get me twisted. I was trying to close my gap even up to being an adult. It's like literally the last few years, I just really started embracing and accepting the gap that's in my teeth. So any of you that's out there, if you have a gap, embrace your gap, love your gap, love your smile. I can say that now, um, 10 years later, okay? <laughs> but I still had a gap. I was still dark. I still was short. But the only thing that changed was my belief in what I could do. All of the practicing did not go to waste. I end up going to multiple, they used to have these open calls. And in these open calls, you would go in, they talk about different pageant shows. I mean, different, yeah, different pageants. And they would teach us just different modeling techniques and take all the, back then we had glamour shots. For those of you that know about glamour shots. So I had my glamour shots done. And I was able to be in different pageants. And when I walked those runways for those pageants, I felt amazing. Like I even got in the top three for the Miss Teen Texas beauty pageant. Um, there was another pageant that I did that I got first place. And then I started doing more in the modeling and being comfortable in front of people and things like that. Now. My whole point of telling you about this is because this shows that believing in yourself will take you to another level of your life. Now, I'm not saying to go and to change your look and to do all these things that I did because I would look back now and I was like, well, I shouldn't have changed my look. I should have learned to love myself, which I have grown and learned to love myself as an adult. As a teen, I was still learning to love myself. But the point was, I started to believe more in what I could do. And I actually went after it. The next thing, realize that you can change it. Some people always say, oh, well, you know, it's already done. Things can't be changed. There's nothing we can do about it. Your perspective is situational. The way you view life depends on your situations. Your thoughts and mindsets are developed based on the situations you've gone through and that you've overcome. Think about it. What in your life have you gone through that you have come out of and you learned from it, you learned from your mistakes, you've learned what to do, you've learned not what not to do, but that was based on the situations. There's people that may have never gone through some of your situations, so they wouldn't even understand how to even look at those types of situations. So your perspective can control your thoughts. If you only have a narrow way of looking at situations, Sometimes changing your views will change your thoughts and improve your mindset. It is when you improve your mindset of yourself that your life starts to blossom and open up. Your mindset will determine if you will go after your dreams and goals or if you'll just settle for what has been given to you. Don't forget that. You do not have to just settle for what life has given you. I know some people say, you know, well, we were born into it like this. 
for whatever reason, my parents were like this or like that, just because that is what was given to you does not mean that that's where you have to remain. There's ways to overcome. There's ways to get out. You don't have to settle. So we think negatively of ourselves, but we don't want others to think negatively of us. It is a you versus you. And sometimes you must tell your mind to be quiet. It says be quiet in the book, but I'm going to say, tell your mind to shut up, okay? And to stop letting the doubts hinder your future. Your future begins with how you perceive you, you are, and what you are is what you're capable of doing. Your future begins with how you perceive who you are. It begins with how you perceive that what you can do can be done. So remember, number one P, the number one principle is perspective of yourself and ways to control your perspective. Thank you all for listening. This is Tracy D. Armstrong. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Have a good one, y'all.